You Can Handle Anything, episode number 313. Welcome to the You Can Handle Anything podcast. I'm your host, Shira Gura, and I know firsthand what it feels like to get hijacked by your emotions, but I also know that your emotional reactions can impact your relationships and negatively impact your self-image. That's why I'm here to share practical strategies that can help you become emotionally equipped to handle everyday emotionally challenging situations in the moment so that you can enjoy the moments of your life, nurture your relationships, and show up as your best self no matter what. Join me as we explore how to handle anything that comes your way. Let's dive in. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. So I have a special episode for you today, and it's an interview with one of the current members of my community. Her name is Sharon. She'll be turning 60 this summer, and she lives in Canada. You'll hear in the interview how Sharon first connected with me via this podcast, and then by signing up for my free challenge that I offered on how to release a grudge, and immediately after the challenge, how she signed up for my four-week training called Emotionally Equipped for Life, And when that was complete, she chose to stay on by joining my community. I wanted to interview Sharon to share with you more about this journey of getting emotionally equipped to really illustrate to you what is possible when you learn my tools for emotional well-being. And the reason I wanted to share this with you is because we're all going through different and difficult life situations, and it might be hard sometimes to believe that the tools that I teach can actually help you in your specific situation. And so every once in a while, I like to interview the members of my community so you can hear the wide array of places where they are applying these tools to their lives and to their relationships so that you can be inspired to realize what kind of change is possible for you in your life. In this interview, you're going to hear a little bit about Sharon's personal struggles relating to her mother who has Alzheimer's and the emotional toll that it's taken on her and what she's been able to do since she started learning with me. Before I begin, I want to let you know that if you're listening to this episode in real time, I am going to be leading another challenge and this one is going to be all about letting go of guilt. So I'm going to put that link in the show notes so that you can join that. We're going to be starting next week, May 1st. And then right after the challenge, I'm going to be opening the doors to my program once again. Okay, so without further ado, here is my interview with Sharon. Sharon, I am so excited to invite you onto the You Can Handle Anything podcast. I can't wait to hear about your journey with me so far and where you are now and where you started. So if you can start just by introducing yourself to the listeners, maybe let us know where you live, a little bit about yourself, maybe how old you are, anything that you want to share. Well, thank you, Shira, for having me. I am very excited, a little nervous, but very excited to um, be on your podcast. It is an honor. Um, so my name is Sharon and I live in Toronto, Canada. Um, I will be a big 6-0 in a couple of months this summer. And um, I am a preschool teacher of now, was about 30 years preschool teacher. Uh, loved my job. 
love children. And um, I am a proud mother of a 28-year-old son, married son, and a very proud grandmother of a one-year-old little granddaughter. Awesome. So tell me, how did you learn about me? Or when did you, when, when did our worlds collide? Well, it was really a blessing. About a year and a half ago, I lost my father to a three-year battle with cancer. And it was also during COVID. So COVID had its own challenges of isolation. And with my father's illness and then passing, and um, my mother, who is in a nursing home suffering from Alzheimer's, there were so many uh, forces that were very overwhelming. And I was... um, really at a low point in my life, very feeling very lonely and very overwhelmed. And it was coming out in very negative ways in the way I was behaving, the way I was reacting, the way I was feeling um, and feeling a lot of despair and sadness. And I came across your podcast, I think it was um, either on Instagram or on Facebook. I'm not quite sure, but it was on a platform, social media platform. And there was something about something, something attracted me to listen to a podcast and it was in real time. And I would go on my, my daily walks and I would listen and I felt as if I were with a good friend and you got me and you were speaking to me. And that's as if you were in my head and in my heart and you understood me and you didn't even know me and without you even knowing you were helping me get a hold of myself and when I realized that this was there were over 200 podcasts before that I went back to podcast one and I started from the beginning and now I'm up to 234 and I listened to it not only on my walks I listened to it in the car and it just it saved me because I was in a real hole and I'm really grateful. And that started a whole journey forward with you. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't know any of that. That is really touching what you shared. And, and it it just never ceases to amaze me how much the podcast can impact an individual's life without the podcast host necessarily knowing So, oh, I'm so glad to hear all of that. Thank you for sharing that. So at some point, I don't know what happened, but at some point you decided to enroll in the training, Emotionally Equipped for Life. So tell me where you were at that point and why did you decide to enroll in that? Well, I was so taken by the podcast. I was so loving it and so into it. And it was teaching me so much, but only up to a point. And there were times where you would talk about in the podcast that this is a, just a one-way street. And then, luckily, you were starting a grudge challenge. So it was perfect timing um, for me because you grabbed me when the iron was hot. And I just wanted to go deeper. And so I enrolled in that three-day grudge challenge. And I did not want to miss any of it. I took notes. I came prepared. Um, I wanted to get so much out of it because all of how I was feeling and everything that was occurring to me at the time 
was coming out in such negative ways with the people around me that I didn't have a 30 year old grudge, but I had resentments building up in my stories. And when you talked about your stories, it spoke to me realizing my perceptions and what I was thoughts and feelings I was harboring was really manifesting in such a unhealthy way with my relationships. So the three day grudge challenge was of such a perfect um, segue into, or maybe that's not the right word, but it was a great platform to get into your world. So it was more interactive after the, so after the grudge challenge, you opened the doors to the journey and I was all in and it didn't take any convincing with my husband. He thought, cause he saw that I was, it was helping me and I loved it. And what I loved was all the tools, the videos, the times we spent on Zoom with the others, the support of seeing everyone together, going over everything. And as a teacher, it was wonderful to be the student and having the appreciation for knowledge and for new ideas really impacted me and helping me start to change the change the direction um, of my journey. It's, I can't say it's easy and I'm new at it and it's hard work and I make mistakes, but I am so grateful that I have something that helps me redirect me. It grounds me to go forward. And for that, I'm so grateful. Wow. Wow. Okay, so before we, um, I want to ask you about, so for the listeners who might not know, so what Sharon was speaking about was this training called Emotionally Equipped for Life, and that's where you learn my tools. But after the training, you can choose to either practice on your own and, you know, do your best, or you can continue receiving support from me inside of my community called the Living Deliberately Circle, which you did. So I want to hear a little bit more about your experiences in the circle. But before I do, I want to see if you have any personal stories or something that you can share with the listeners in terms of how you started using the tools in your life and seeing results. That's a really great question. So for me, um, so the part that needs the most practice is the unstuck method, because that's in the moment. And that's something that I'm working on. But for me, what really spoke to me that helped, helps me with some of my success stories is the clear way. And so I, what I'll do is I'll share with you how I applied your tools, especially when it comes to the clear way and the unstuck method when it didn't, there were, were some moments when it didn't take and how that really helped me in, in, a, in a really big way. So as I mentioned earlier, my mother um, is unfortunately suffers from Alzheimer's and um, she's only 83 years young. So this is, and it's been a journey with her for the last 10 years, the last five in a nursing home. And with COVID it's, it's, it has rendered her in a wheelchair and she does not speak. Her verbal skills have really um, deteriorated. So um, this has always been very difficult for me um, to accept her fate and accept the fact that um, I've lost not only a mother, but a best friend. And so it's been an ongoing 
pain, a painful thing for me um, personally. I had trouble containing myself and my reactions afterwards because my sadness would turn sideways into anger or negativity. And that would be unleashed on people around me because I didn't know how to manage the sadness um, and the disappointment and all the all the feelings that were wrapped up in this little ball um, when it came to her. So when I started learning about the unstuck method and then the clear way, and then living deliberately as well, I was able to take that with me to my business with my mother. And I would get clear about what my expectations were, what my feelings would be about, what I was concerned about, um, and then accept the ideas that sometime that this may occur, she may have a bad day. I still may be very sad. I still, it still may, I still will cry. It will, I will still be affected. And in the last little while, I have been able to show up differently. I have been able to accept responsibility of, of how I'm going to be with her. And I get clear and 95% of the time it works really, really well. And I leave free, and I'll say that in quotations, but free of a lot of the sadness and the, 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 the negative feelings, the negative, sad, painful feelings that go with the visit. Um, but there have been times when maybe I was more emotionally compromised and it didn't go well, or she was having a bad day or she was having a health issue and or I'd hear a sad song I would be playing with her and that would just trigger me and so I'd have to get unstuck and because I was showing up to her not the way I would want to and I didn't like what that would do to her and that would make me feel even worse so I remember I recalling times when it, when I would leave and be just very very upset I would go into the car and before leaving I would take a moment and I would breathe and close my eyes and I'd remember your words, find where where the pain, where the the feelings are, which I would feel in my throat and in my and in my my chest. And I would go to tell, and they would always be the same. They were always sadness and disbelief and desire, you know, wanting what I couldn't have, which would be have her back have my friend back, my mother. Um, I would uncover my always the same beliefs that it wasn't fair, that what happened, that why did this happen to her, to us? Um, you know, I miss her, I want her back. And then I would then consider gratitude that she's still here, that, you know, to try to focus on the positive of the memories, the good things, and not to just focus on the lack of her, of what we don't have in her. And to consider that I'm doing, that I'm being a good daughter or a one who's caring for her mother and um, the best that she can. And, uh, and I think just to focus on the blessings and the gratitude of the moments because with Alzheimer's, it's more about moments than big chunks of time. So if it's a good visit, 
or a good moment or an, anything just to focus on, consider focusing on that. And, um, and then I would hold myself in kindness and say, it's okay, you're human. And what's great about this tool is that I know that she will not get better. And I know that I will always be sad and I will always ask questions and always not understand it and say it's not fair or miss her. But I know that without the tools, it would be a lot worse because I wouldn't be able to manage myself. But more importantly, it would spill into so many other areas because I wouldn't know how to refocus myself in order to, so that others around me aren't affected by my pain and my negativity. So the clear way and then practicing the unstuck in those in that story, as an example, saved the next situation would be coming home and not burdening my husband, as an example, and then taking it out on him <laughs> and it, you know, erupting into a whole domino effect. And so I have to remember that sometimes in the absence of, you know, when things don't blow up, that's a good thing. We have to acknowledge and recognize that it's a win. It's a success story. It's a win when something doesn't happen. And it's not just about, okay, I repaired it, but I prevented it. And by preventing, that's, that is a huge success. And I have to remind myself also that that's a good thing and give myself that pat on the, on the back. So again, I could never do this unless I had the support of not only the tools, but of the next brand, the next thing that I decided to do after um, the emotionally equipped uh, workshop, which helps tremendously. Wow. Wow. I'm listening to this and I'm, I'm like envisioning the situations where you got clear ahead of time, when you got your, yourself unstuck, when you were in the car, when you, you know, prevented, you know, an eruption in the house because you were feeling some, you were feeling something negative and you, you were going to take it out on your husband, but you didn't do that because you prepared, you got clear ahead of time. I mean, I, you know, I don't know you that long and I, but I feel like you are, it's like a new version of you. And you can correct me if, if you wouldn't use that phrase or like, but it feels like there's like a new, I don't know, like a, like a metamorphosis or a transformation or something like it, it's, that's what it's sounding like. It's, it, would you say that? Would you describe yourself like that? Well, I think, I think that I'm a, I'm a work in progress. Um, I, I actually, I'm very flattered that you, you said that. And I thank you for that. That's a very lovely thing and very complimentary. I think because this is all very new, I find, and I, and I do love the word journey because you use it as well, is that I am on the journey and that I recognize when, you know, I'll take two steps forward. I know sometimes I'll take a step back, but I do know that I'm starting to become more equipped. I find that it's, um, um, I don't know about metamorphosis, but I definitely think that it's made a huge difference for me in being more aware. And I think that I didn't have before was the awareness. And then if I did on some level, I didn't know what to do with it. So now I'm more aware and I have actual manual, an actual how to, which makes a huge difference. So 
the metamorphosis is a work in progress and I pray that I get there. Um, but I have more hope than I did before, no doubt. Thank you for that. And I, and I love that. I love what you said that it, it really is. It, it's, it's, and like I say, you probably hear me saying this often. It's like going to the emotional gym. You know, some people go to the, a physical gym every day to you know get their bodies healthy and the work that we do is we go to the emotional gym to get our our minds healthy and it is constant work it it, it there is it's not a direct path from here to there and even if you ever get there wherever there is you're starting a, on a new journey right it's it never ends so i appreciate what you said i definitely appreciate what you said okay so my other question that I wanted to ask was about the community. So you chose, after the training, you chose to join the Living Deliberately community. And I'd love to just hear what are your experiences? What did you expect? What, what are you experiencing? Anything that you'd like to share with the listeners? Well, it seemed to be the natural step for me. I, I'm, I don't, I'm not one to be impulsive. I over, sometimes I overthink things and I thought about it, but there was always something that nod at me that said, Sharon, to do everything you've already done without this last piece, not that you couldn't do it, but knowing, knowing that I, that the support would be there was something that spoke to me. Um, I am definitely a, a people person and I've always found that um, the extra support would always, would, would for sure be most helpful. I love the circle. I, I didn't realize that when I signed up that I would be as jazzed by it as I am. I don't like to even miss a day, you know, a meeting that we have because when we go into it and you ask us to be clear and when our expectations are, I always think that it's about the connectedness. It's about, it's about meeting other people and connecting and being supported and them listening and you listening and you don't feel alone and you feel that you're you're in a safe space with like-minded people women and it's it's a it's a beautiful it's organic it's loving and it it never it always makes you feel always makes me feel better when i leave and I look forward to the next one. And I've met some lovely, lovely people who have amazing stories. And there's always something that I learn. Um, even if I don't have something that stands out and I listen to someone else, it always helps, seems to help me in my life. And in, 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 I can always, there's always a takeaway. And I love that we do a little learning beforehand because I, I, I love to take something away. And even if I'm very quiet, and I just take it in. It's 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 like a little it's like a little goodie bag I take home with me afterwards, and um, I unpack it. And it's uh, it's wonderful. And again, I don't like to miss a meeting if a, a session if we if I possibly can. It's um it really is the only natural um, step after learning. Is it's it's so it's so for me it goes together like peanut butter and jam. <laughs> that's what it was meant to be. I mean, that's why I created it. I'm glad. I'm glad that you see it uh, like that. Um, I was actually speaking to a, a friend of mine earlier this week, and she was telling me that she took this 
um, self-compassion training. It was also in a similar amount of time, about four weeks. And then she said, and then it ended. And I, we were in this training with all these people. And then like, that was it. And she said, it was, it's so smart that you have a, a community that to follow the training so that so that the people in the training can continue to do this work and deepen in the work and feel the support. And I was like, of course, like, and for me too, it's uh, definitely the circle sessions are the highlights of my week. Like on the days that we have the sessions, I like, I look forward to it all day. I can't wait to get on the Zoom and see who's going to be there and, and see what's going to happen in that session. So I'm glad that you, that you feel that too. So is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners before we wrap up? There's so many things in right now that I'm thinking of. I'm not sure how to put it. I think that I'm, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I read a lot of books and the, the learning experience has been amazing. Um, the awareness to that we have what it takes that we're equipped to go forward and to be the creators of our own destinies of our own lives is really important. Um, you helped me at a time when I didn't think there was anyone who could help. For me, it was a no brainer to join the circle because just like what you just shared with the, with me about um, the other program and that the person just felt left. Yeah. I could never have just left it at the, um, at the workshop because it would have just been, it's a notebook somewhere, but the weekly sessions really, it brings it to such a different level. It makes it personal and it makes it practical and, and it's there and it doesn't, and it, and it, and it really, really helps to know that there are people all over the world, um, just like yourself. And, um, it's so wonderful to connect and, um, yeah, I'm just really really happy that I found you <laughs> because life would have been very different had I not stumbled upon your amazing podcast and then met you. And so I am, it really is one of uh, one of the wonderful blessings of my life. And I thank you for that. I'm, I am in gratitude that the stars aligned that our worlds collided and that you heard the podcast and that you took initiative to enroll in that challenge back in January and that you chose to take the next step to join the training and that you joined the circle. And I'm just in gratitude. It's awesome having you as a part of the community. And I look forward to continuing to watch and witness your, your evolution. Thank you. Thank you, Shira. Thank you for everything. Well, I just have to say when I interviewed Sharon, I got the chills. But when I re-listened to the interview, I got the chills again. I don't know if it's me or if you also felt that, but all I can say is I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful that Sharon agreed to come on as a guest on this podcast. I'm grateful for Sharon's vulnerability. I'm grateful that Sharon and I met. I'm grateful that she was open to learning my tools. And I'm incredibly grateful that Sharon has empowered herself and is now feeling so much more in control over her life and her emotions and her actions. I'm just sitting in gratitude right now. Okay, my dear listeners, as I mentioned earlier, I am running another challenge starting next week, and it would be awesome if you would join me. 
You can find the link in the show notes, or you can DM me on Instagram for the link. I'm over at Shira Gura Official. I'm really looking forward to getting this challenge started. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you can handle anything. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. And if you aren't yet subscribed to my newsletter, make sure you do sign up by visiting my website, shiragura.com. I look forward to being with you again next week.